Good evening. This is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno, Texas. I want to welcome you this evening. Uh, I have a little message I would like to bring you. You know, there's uh, many people that uh, I think they're starting to look around and and see that our end times are getting close, they're getting near, and uh, sometimes they've got a question. And one of the questions I think they ask, at least I know I have been asked this question, is, is Jesus the only way to heaven? You know, and that answer, I'll be honest with you, Jesus is the only way to heaven. And now this statement may, it, it, what I'm saying may confuse or even surprise, or it may even offend some. But nonetheless, it's a true statement. Uh, the Bible teaches that there is no other way to salvation or to be saved except through Jesus Christ. Jesus himself has told us in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's saying you must believe and accept me as the Son of God, that I died for your sins on that cross. I shed my blood for you. I was buried, and on the third day I arose. We have to believe this. We have to trust in Jesus Christ. It is a salvation for us. And, uh, you know, just like I said, Jesus is not just a way. As one in many ways, you know, there's a lot of people think, oh, I can do good works, I can do a lot of good stuff, I can go to church, I can help at the church, I can do this, I can do that. Well, that's good, but that will not get you to heaven. Jesus is the only way, and that's to accept Him as your Lord and Savior and believe in Him. No one, I don't care who they are, no one, regardless of who they are or what they've achieved, how holy they think they are, they cannot come to God except through Jesus. You know, it's been said that even if the Pope didn't believe in Jesus Christ, he would not make it to heaven. Many people have said that, you know, some of the most holiest of people, Billy Graham, for instance, if he didn't believe in Jesus Christ, he would have never made it to heaven. You have to come through Jesus to get to heaven, there is no other way. That's what Jesus himself has said. That's what the Bible tells us. And it says that the Bible is the infallible word of God. It's the inspired word of God. And there is no lies in the Bible. The Bible is fully truth. So, if this is what the Bible says, if this is what Jesus Christ himself says, then this is what it is. It has to be. There is no other way except Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only way to heaven because Jesus, why? Because Jesus was chosen by God himself to be the Savior of the world. Matter of fact, John 3.17 tells us, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God himself chose his own son to be the savior of the world and that we're going to have to believe in Jesus or we could not get to heaven. You know, Jesus is the only person that ever lived a perfect human life. We can't do it. No one has done it other than Jesus Christ. Here in Hebrews 4.15 it tells us, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all parts tempted as we are, yet 
without sin. Jesus was tempted in every way that we're tempted, but yet he did not sin. He did not sin like we would do. You know, it seems sometimes when we're tempted, we fall into that temptation and we, well, if we do the temptation. You know, temptation itself is not a sin. We're all tempted. Jesus was tempted, but he said he didn't sin. We sin when we go into that temptation, when we accept that temptation, when we do that temptation, then that is the sin. Jesus, too, is the only sacrifice for sin. There is no other sacrifice for sin. In 1 John 2, 2, it tells us, and he, Jesus, is the, <coughs> excuse me, is the perpetuation for our sins and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Let me ask you a question. We've heard that word and heard that word, excuse me, propitiation. What does it mean? Propitiation means that, that Jesus was the appeasement for God's wrath against sin. God took his wrath out on Jesus Christ on the cross for us. Jesus was the appeasement for sin. Jesus defeated sin through his shed blood. It says, for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Jesus shed his righteous, holy blood so that we could be forgiven of our sin. He took care, he took God's wrath off of us, put it on himself so that we could be forgiven. You know, and uh, Jesus alone if we'll think about it, Jesus alone fulfilled the law and the prophet's prophecy. In Matthew 5, 17, this is what Jesus says. He says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. He did not come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. Jesus was the only one to fulfill the Ten Commandments. Jesus fulfilled what the prophet said about him. He's already fulfilled a number of things that were prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus Christ came. And he has fulfilled those prophecies. Jesus is the only man to have conquered death forever. You know, Jesus and, uh, and, and, and several others, uh, the widow of Nain and so forth, he raised them from the dead. The widow's son, Lazarus, he raised them from the dead. But when he raised them from the dead, he did it for them only to die again. They had to die again. But Jesus was the first fruits, it says in the Bible. The first man to die, to be resurrected, and to never die again. And that's, what, that's going to happen to us now. Through Jesus' resurrection, when we die, we will go to heaven if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you come to Him, because you've got to to get to God and get to heaven, that you'll never die again. You have eternal life through Christ. Jesus, like I said, He's the only one to, who ever conquered death. Here in Hebrews 2, 14 through 15, it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, since we human beings are partakers, as we are flesh and blood, 
Jesus also himself likewise took part of the same. He came, stepped out of heaven, came to earth, and became flesh. He became a human being just like us. That through his death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Through what Jesus did on the cross, he destroyed the works of Satan. He destroyed the power Satan had over death. And deliver them who through death, who through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear of death put many people in bondage. Jesus took away that bondage through his resurrection. We don't have to fear death anymore. We are going to die someday. But we will be resurrected again, never to die again, but have eternal life in heaven with the Lord and with God himself. You know, Jesus is the only man, too, whom God has exalted to the highest place. In Philippians 2.9, it tells us, Wherefore God has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name. There is no name higher than Jesus Christ. He is the very Son of God. He is God. And you know, people don't realize it, but you know, when it comes time for the great white throne judgment, when the world is judged, sin is judged, your judge is going to be Jesus Christ. He will be sitting on the judge's seat. He will be judging the sinner. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's scary. You know, can you imagine what it's going to be like when Jesus looks down at somebody and they say, oh man, I'll tell you what, I know I'm going to go to heaven. And Jesus looks down and says, depart from me. For I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. You know, there's people out there that think they're going to heaven. But you know, they're not. Jesus, this is what Jesus says. I never knew you. You put on a good front. You put on a good false face. You did a lot of works that you wanted to get credit for, thinking that would get you to heaven. You was trying to exalt yourself into getting to heaven. It won't work. You never accepted me as your Lord and as your Savior. Therefore, your name now is not written in the Lamb's book of life. You shall be cast into the lake of fire. You know, and Jesus promised that all who believed in him will have eternal life. Jesus promised that. And here in John 3, 14 through 15, it says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. What is he talking about? Jesus must be lifted up, put on that cross to die for the sins of man to have eternal life. And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so that those that looked upon that serpent could have life. They could be healed of the bites of the snakes. They would not die. And that whosoever believes in him, Jesus, should not perish, but have eternal life. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven? I hope you do. Jesus can make the promise of eternal life. 
He has that power to promise you eternal life because He is the resurrection. Listen to what He says in John eleven twenty five, and Jesus said unto Martha, this is Lazarus' sister. Whenever He was getting ready to raise Lazarus, He says, Martha. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. You know, no one else can rightly claim these titles that we just talked about. Only Jesus can claim these titles. These are titles that God the Father gave his son, that gave him the power to use these titles to tell us, this is what I can do for you if you will believe in me. This is what I want to do for you. You know, the apostles, when they, when they was preaching, they focused on the death and the resurrection of Christ. They focused on that. Peter was speaking to the Sanhedrin, and he clearly proclaimed to them that Jesus was the only way to heaven. Look at Acts. Chapter 4, verse 12. Here it says, Salvation is found in no one else, only Jesus, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we can be saved. No other name. No other gods. Only Jesus will get us to heaven is believing in him and who he is eternal life in heaven is made possible for us only by only by Christ's death burial and resurrection and your faith in Jesus Christ do you have faith in Jesus do you believe Jesus is who he says he is and again I hope you do to receive God's free gift of salvation you must turn to Jesus and Jesus alone Nobody else. Nobody else. You must trust in Jesus' death on the cross as your full payment for sin and believe in his resurrection. You know, a lot of people, well, I just, it's just hard for me to believe that somebody could die and come back to life. Jesus did. And he did it for us to prove that we also will be resurrected because of our faith and trust in Him. You know, when we believe in Christ, we have a change that comes about. We have a change in our life, in our thinking, in the things that we do. You know, there's a, there, there, there's, excuse me, there is a scripture, and I love this scripture because it is so true. I look back at it, and actually, I can claim this. I can claim this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, or anything else. If you will believe in Christ, believe he is the Son of God, believe he died for your sins, when you do this, you become a new creation in Christ. And all the old things in your life, all your sins, everything that you've done wrong, everything Wrong about your life is now is going to become right. The old things have passed away. They are no more. Your sins are gone. They're cast away from you as far as the east is from the west for God never to remember again. He's never going to bring up your past like a lot of people will. 
God will not do that. He will never bring up your past. It's gone, it's buried, it's forgotten. He says, and behold, all things become new. You become brand new creature in Jesus Christ. When you accept Christ, all your sins are gone. You're sinless. You're, you're, you now have the righteousness of Christ. When God looks at you, He don't see your sin. He sees the righteousness of His Son in you because now you are part of Christ because you've received Him as your Lord and as your Savior. Well, Bill, what do I have to do? How do I accept Jesus Christ? What must I do to be saved? Here, Paul tells us in Romans 10, 9, and 10, listen to this very carefully because it is so simple. It's so easy. It says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Notice he said, believe in your heart. This is not something you think about or believe in your mind. It's, just, it's one of those things that you just know, that you know, that you know that God's word is true and that you can believe in Jesus as being, as being your Savior, as dying for you and being resurrected so you can be resurrected. And then here in verse 10 it says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. You believe it in your heart not up here in your head. You just, like I said, you know that you know. You may not understand why, but you just know. It says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, the righteousness of Christ is now in you, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You confess Jesus Christ with your mouth. You mean I have to say that out where people can hear me that I've accepted Jesus Christ? Well, not necessarily, but that's nice. You know why? Jesus once said that if you will not confess Christ before men, then I will not confess you before my Father who is in heaven. Do you want Jesus to confess you before God? Do you want to be in heaven? Then you have to confess and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that you have received Him as your Lord and as your Savior. You cannot be ashamed of Him. And again, the Scripture says, For if you will be ashamed of Christ, then Christ shall be ashamed of you before His Father. Now you have a choice to make. You can accept Jesus Christ and confess Him as your Lord and Savior or you can be one of those people when you stand before Him, He'll say, Depart from me for I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. He sees the falseness. You know, if you really believe in Christ and accept Him, why would you not confess Him? Why would you be ashamed to say something to others about, Oh, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Yes, I've accepted Him. That is the greatest thing I have ever done in my life. And I'm going to tell you right now, I can say that. It is the greatest thing that I have ever done in my life is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. I will confess Him before men because I am not ashamed of Him and who He is and what He has done in my life. If you knew me before now, you would know that Jesus Christ has came into my life. And here, there's another one. But Bill, I have done so much in my life. How could God ever forgive me? Well, he knew somebody would ask this question. So he gave us Romans 10, 13. Now listen to it. For whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whomsoever, anybody. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. I don't care what your status is. 
I don't care where you spent last night. I don't care if it was a bar. I don't care where it was. But if you will truly confess God with your heart and ask Him to come in, He will forgive that, come into your life, and you will become a brand new creature in Him. And you shall be saved. And my friend, you are on your way to heaven. And it says, you know, I just pray that we can share Paul's faith. That eternal life is found only, only in Jesus Christ, nowhere else. Nowhere else, no other way can you be saved. No other way can you get to heaven except through Christ. Now I'm going to finish out right here with three little scriptures. And you probably all know them. You've probably heard them a number of times. I know this first one is probably one of the most quoted verses in the whole Bible. Listen to it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. He sent Jesus to die so you could have eternal life in heaven with him. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He didn't come to send you to hell. He came to keep you out of hell. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you. Please accept that and believe it and call upon him and invite him into your heart today. And then here in verse 18, it says, He that believes on Jesus is not condemned. If you believe in Jesus Christ right now, you're not condemned. You're not going to stand before the, you're not going to stand before the great white throne judgment. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You will not stand before the judgment of the great white throne. Jesus has already judged you and he found you not guilty that day that you said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please come into my life for I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Your name was in, wrote in the Lamb's book of life. All your sins were taken away. Jesus sees no sin in your life. God sees no sin in your life. You are free. For now, there is no condemnation or no judgment for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're you're clear. You're free. But he says now, listen to this. But he that believes not on Jesus Christ is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. If you do not believe in Jesus Christ, I'm sorry to say this, but you are condemned to hell right now. Until in your heart you will receive Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. If you never do this, I hate to say it, but you know what I'm going to say. You're condemned to hell for all eternity. The only way for you to bypass hell is through Jesus Christ, believing in Him and receiving Him as your Lord and Savior. Otherwise, you're going to burn in hell for all eternity. I'm just being honest with you. I'm saying it like it is. I don't want there to be any doubt. I don't want you to make it, I don't want you to think, oh, well, he's just being wishy-washy. He don't want to tell you the truth. Yes, I just told you the truth. Without Christ, you're going to burn in hell for all eternity. That's all there is to it. You must accept Jesus. And you know, the thing about it, a number of people have said, well, I'll do it later. You're not promised later. You're not promised later. You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised 10 minutes from now. You're not promised 30 seconds from now. You're promised for the time that you've got right this moment. 
Well, yeah, but I'm a young person. I'm a young man. I'm a young woman. I've got a lot of years left. And like I said before, that's not necessarily true. Take a walk through the graveyard out there. Walk through that cemetery. Look at those gravestones and look at the dates on them. See how many really, really young people there are that's buried there today. Oh, they thought they had all kinds of time. They thought, oh, I've got plenty of time. They didn't. The only thing I can do is pray to God and hope that they accepted Him before death came into their life. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted Him? Have you just really said, thought about it, that if you want eternal life in heaven, then you're going to have to go through Jesus. There's no other way. He is the only way. Just like He said, For I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes through the Father but through me. Their faith and their belief in me that I am the Son of God. I died on the cross. I was buried. Then on that third day I arose. Now I sit at the right hand of God in heaven interceding for you. Can you believe that? I hope you can because if you can't, then you're hell bound. Would you today look at your life, examine your life, where are you with God? Where are you? How close are you? How close are you to God? Do you have a relationship with God? You better get one. And today would be an awful good day to do it while you've got time. Yes, right now you still have time. Would you pray with me right now? If you would like to receive Christ, I would like for you to pray with me, receive Christ, and know that you have eternal life when that day comes in your life that you'll go to meet Him. Father, we come before You. Father, we're all sinners. We've all done things we know we shouldn't have done. Lord, we've lived like this probably for many years. But Lord, we want to accept You as our Lord and as our Savior. I want to turn from the sin in my life and I want to turn to You. I want to be that new creation. I want to be that new person in you. I want you, O oh Lord God, to forgive my sins. And Lord, give me eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ is your Son. I believe He died for me. And Lord, I believe He was resurrected on that third day. And now He lives with you in heaven. Lord, He's coming back. And Lord, I want to be ready. I don't know when he's coming back, but Lord, I want to be ready. Lord, I want you in my life. My friend, if you've prayed this prayer, you have now been saved. Your sins are gone. They're cast as far as the east is from the west. Never more to be remembered against you. Now you're going to have an enemy out there that's going to bring them up to you and say, oh man, how can God forgive you? For whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're that whomsoever. Whosoever will do it, God will save. My friend, if you have called upon Jesus, you are saved, you are heaven bound, and I want to thank you right now, ahead of time, for saying yes to Jesus. And I want to ask you to get into a good spirit-filled church, a church that preaches and teaches the Bible, 
and learn more and more about your Jesus because you're going to see things that you never saw before. He's going to show you things. He's going to do things in your life. He's going to show you you made a good choice when you accepted Him. You know, I've said this before and I think it's true. That a statement that Billy Graham once made, he said, I have never known a man that has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and regretted it. My friend, you'll never regret walking with Jesus and accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. I want to thank you for being here tonight. But this was something I felt like I needed to preach. I guess I, I love Jesus. And I want you to love Him. And I want to see you in heaven. Matter of fact, I would love for you to say, Hey, Bill, I heard that sermon you preached. And I accepted Jesus. And now I'm here too. Boy, you talk about being excited. You'd see me dancing and jumping and shouting all over heaven. So anyway, I will see you next week. God bless each and every one of you. May God's hedge of protection be around you. May His face shine upon you. And thank you all so much for listening, for being here. And I pray that you will receive Christ if you haven't already. In Jesus' name, glory, hallelujah, love you. See you next week.